do it piece by piece, right? Like you can't, you can't build like a full game immediately. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, so just just doing one thing and like figuring it out and getting it done and then like adding on top of that um, is gonna probably keep you sane. On today's episode, we talk with Ethan Rodriguez Torrent. Uh, he's the co-founder and chief producer at Escape New Haven. He will introduce to us Rec Havoc, a multiplier adventure game for team building exercises. And he shares his experience on being a newbie in the game development. Also in the end, he invents an app for the main Matrix character, Neo. Let's start. Thanks so much for joining us today, Ethan. Uh, how are things anyway in uh, Connecticut? Things are great. We just got our first big snowfall of the winter, which is beautiful. Amazing. I'm jealous. We actually have barely had any in Helsinki, which which is counterintuitive considering. Yes, that. I definitely <laughs> yeah. imagine Finland is having snow all the time. <laughs> yeah, people think we have polar bears, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, but you have saunas at every place where you live. So, yeah, about. I'm for, I forget what the exact statistic is, but it's something like one sauna or one and a half saunas per person. I need to verify, but it's a lot of saunas. <laughs> well, Esme, you have that great Zoom background that I thought was real for a second. Oh, yeah. I think I, I know like, what I was like, yeah, okay, you're talking about. Like, she's in a sauna. She's in Finland. <laughs> as, as we all are, you know, that's just where we work from. <laughs> Um, so yeah, thanks again for being here. Uh, we wanted to chat a little bit about Rec Havoc and the game. So um, why don't you tell us about uh, Rec Havoc, the game, you know, how that's played and how that whole thing got started. Sure. Uh, so Rec Havoc um, was initially an in-person team builder event that we did for large groups um, in, you know, in the New Haven area. So we do, we do like companies uh, that would be coming for conferences or wanted to do a team building on on, yeah, on site at their location. Um, and obviously with COVID, that kind of, that whole market disappeared all of a sudden. Um, so we adapted it into a virtual game um, and it's played on the platform Gather, which is like a, um, a virtual video chat platform where you kind of, you're a little character on a map, like in a kind of retro pixel art map and you mm -hmm. walk around and as you approach people, you um, get into their radius and you you start video chatting with them. So it's kind of like a very organic video chat app. And we had to develop um, our own app to do the um, in-game trades, purchases, and decision-making uh, because the, the concept of the game is that you are um, representing, well, the group is split into eight, um, the group is split into eight countries. And you're representing a country, and uh, you need to equip your ship and travel with other countries aboard a ship uh, to try to um, complete a search and rescue mission uh, from another lost ship. So you've got to like buy equipment for your ship. You've got to um, trade information with other countries, that kind of thing. Um, and so we needed like um, our initial way of doing this in the beta test was people would just basically tell the the people, the, the game runners, uh, like I want to buy this piece of equipment or I want to trade this piece of equipment and we do it with a Google form. And it was just like very, oh. it was just bad for everyone <laughs> involved. <laughs> it like took That's a lot cool. of our attention. It took right. a lot of time, like, like transactions were not instantaneous at all. Um, <laughs> and, and so like, we, we were like, okay, we, we actually, to make this game actually fun, uh, we need a, um, you know, a, our own system doing this. Uh, so that's that's how I ended up finding AppGyver and why I ended up 
using it to to develop um, that that part of the system. So that part of the game. Right, and it's um, this is like a, been used as a team building exercise for for I'm assuming company parties and and corporate groups. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Um, we're doing. We're actually doing our first paid game next week uh, with a oh, uh, Yale lab. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we, we've done a bunch of like we've done friend groups and stuff, but we're um, yeah. doing our first paid game next week, which is exciting. Okay, then I'll nev- definitely need to talk to you again after that to get a quote on how AppGyver helped uh, build the corporate team spirit after <laughs> the wreck havoc. Okay. Okay. And then uh, thinking about the building process. I mean, you didn't have uh, any previous experiences, as I know, in software development, right? Correct. I, I had done, um, I had learned Python over the spring just to, enough to make some uh-huh. basic like scripts um, to, to augment our company's booking system. Um, yeah. But that's pretty much it. I had never done any kind of front end. Okay, so how was that like? Uh, how did you learn all the all the jargon, you know, and how did you get started with with the tools? Well, the jargon was the hardest part, um, and still <laughs> still is the hardest part. Yeah, but, you know, I feel like that's kind of the most intimidating thing for non coders is like Ooh. the reason we don't start coding is because we try to try to mm. think, try to read something about it and like every other word just we don't know what it, what it means. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, Esme. Um, was I was emailing with Esme and she was like, "What's your backend?" I was like, I, "I was like, I thought this was my backend." I, like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm not so gonna uh, lie. we we all had a good <laughs> chuckle about that at work. <laughs> I thought everything that was the code that the that the person didn't see was the backend, and like I, I corrected, but like yeah, it was. Um, so that was actually that was the hardest part for sure. But I guess picking uh-huh. up AppGyver um, was. Uh, I can't remember how I settled on it because I know there are a bunch of different um, apps out there that are like no code or low code. And I did kind of mm-hmm. try a little bit of each of them. Um, and then AppGyver just seemed like the most most built out. But um, I feel like the tutorial system was really helpful. Uh, mm-hmm. Not knowing what I wanted was really helpful at the beginning because I could just kind of like play around. Like it takes quite a bit of time to actually learn all the things that AppGyver can do. Um, so it was it was almost like helpful for me to not know exactly what I wanted to make because I could just make within the constraints of what I knew how to do at the time. Um, so initially it was just like, you know, put blocks on the screen and like make simple, like, you know, I click a button and something happens on the screen. Then I ended up adding the database on the back end. And initially I went with Airtable because we had an Airtable account. It seemed really simple, but then like the limitations became clear very quickly. Like you can only do, I think like five requests a second um, before you get throttled on Airtable. So, so yeah, I just, I just basically like built it up kind of like day by day as I learned more about uh, um, the app and it took, or, or AppGyver rather, and it took me about a month probably to finally make this. Um, I'm actually remaking it right now and it's going to take probably less than a week just because I understand all the stuff better. And did you intentionally did you intentionally knew that you are gonna use it for for real virtual experiences, or you were just playing with it and and figuring if it's possible to make a game with no code? I was specifically looking for a, a solution for this problem. Yeah. yeah. I actually thought it was amazing that you didn't know what the back end was when I <laughs> when I asked that. And um, it, in a way, it's really awesome because the fact that you don't know it and yet you were still able to pull this off. I mean, 
this was super impressive and the whole team at AppGyver was was really impressed and just in general like super stoked that that you were able to pull this off <laughs> so congrats cool. on that cool thanks <laughs> yeah um and so yeah i guess um because what we what we really want to share is like you know being a non-developer i guess and not knowing the jargon um what, what do you feel like was the hardest part for you just coming into this whole was it yeah was it something to do with the with the vocab or actually the tooling or what do you think was the kind of most difficult part for you uh, i think there's still like because the people who make AppGyver obviously are like very proficient coders i think there is still um some kind of assumption of a vocabulary that um, some no coders don't necessarily have. So like uh, one example I think I gave you when we talked previously, Esme, is like when mm -hmm. I was going through and making formulas, I didn't know what any of the JavaScript operators were. Like I didn't know that like two and signs, you know, meant and. And I had to like go look that up because I don't think that was explained anywhere. <laughs> but it's like super important, right? It's just like a very, very basic building building block. Um, yeah. So, so there were there were some things like that that I would run into, and I and I eventually learned that I would just Google like JavaScript and then like the thing that I wanted, and it would often like get me get me the answer, or get me closer to um, to what I needed, um, and and you know think just things like um, this this new runtime that you guys launched, like what is a runtime? I don't know. Like <laughs> it seems like the preview and the build combined, but like. I still don't know because everyone just uses the word runtime. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> so yeah, there's there's some basic assumptions that I think like the, the programmers, because they've been programming for so long, uh, make uh, and and those those have just been a vocabulary building exercise, um, which yeah. is good for me in general. Like it's good to have this vocabulary, um, but it has made the learning curve like a little bit probably steeper than it needed to be. I guess um, this is like especially a thing with formulas. I guess. Um, but when you're presented with just like a list of possible functions, um, it's not necessarily intuitive, like which one to mm -hmm. choose. So sometimes Google helps with that. Like, you know, how do I filter a list? And it's like, oh, it's like the select function, which I wouldn't necessarily like, I would have probably had to read through a lot of function descriptions right. to guess that. Oh. You you also I think you were also pretty active on the community forums. Um, did you kind I of am. manage to? Yeah, yeah. So how was how was that for you also? Oh, the forums were actually super clutch, and I I should have actually mentioned that as another thing. It's like sometimes when I really couldn't find something, um, posting on the forums was super helpful because I think the community is is very involved. I mean, obviously, like the mm. the admins are very involved. Um, it seems like there is a commitment to responding to everything. Um, if not immediately, then at least within a few days, which is really, really awesome. Um, but uh, there's also like community members who will kind of chime in with their their own experience and suggestions mm -hmm. as well. Uh, and I've tried to also, as I've learned more about AppGiver, I've tried to also do that. Though most most times, like by the time I see a post, it's already been answered, which is great. Yeah, that makes it yeah. easier. Do you kind of do you feel a bit more like you're a part of the developer community now? Ah, uh, the developer, yeah, I'm part, definitely part of the AppGabber community. <laughs> I don't feel like a developer, per se. <laughs> Not yet. I would never introduce myself, be like, I'm Ethan, I'm a developer. <laughs> you know, from all this experience, Ethan, that you had, uh, what are some lessons that you learned that you could offer, you know, to uh, other newbie that wants to build a um, game? Ooh, 
That's a good question. It <laughs> <laughs> um, doesn't have to be a lot, but maybe just... No, we're really putting that... you on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get it then. Um, hmm, what lessons have I learned? Um, or maybe just some tips that you would have for somebody else, um, just because... In the... your, yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah. I guess like if you're building a multiplayer game, um, yeah. I, f I found... Firestore, like, you know, somewhat difficult to set up initially, but super, super helpful as a backend because mm -hmm. it it does allow a pretty significant amount of free usage, um, which lets you, you know, experiment a lot and and just like try a bunch of things without having to pay money. And even when you do pay money, it's it's extremely mm -hmm. cheap. Um, so that that's a recommendation I have. Um, just because like the, you know, um, Airtable doesn't it, it doesn't allow you to do much of anything before you get throttled. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I guess just just like you know, do it piece by piece, right? Like you can't you can't build like a full game immediately. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, so just just doing one thing and like figuring it out and getting it done and then like adding on top of that um, is gonna probably keep you sane. Um, I definitely, like I said, this this whole thing took me a month to build, and it might only take me a week to recreate because I understand the thing better now. But like, it's you know, it was it was a process for sure. Yeah, no, but it's it's great to hear this coming um, from your experiences because game development is usually has a really high barrier to entry. So just the fact that you're able to kind of come in and you know do this from scratch basically, and and now people can use it and multiplayers can use it. That's that's awesome. So. Yeah, it's really cool to yeah. hear. From. You saw my other Ranky Dink game, right? Where you're running around. Like, I did, I did a, a little tile, tile explorer thing. That yes. So, have you gotten past the point where the only way you score is moving, or are you still at that? Yeah, score? actually, you collect <laughs> items now. You collect little items okay. that appear randomly around the screen. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that I'm sure you'll get. Um, I'm sure you'll have plenty more cool things coming up. Um, so what about this, uh, game then, um, or maybe you can introduce the game. Yes, for sure. Okay. We are trying out this game, uh, apps in action, and we ask you in the beginning, uh, to tell us recently, what recently, uh, a good movie have you seen or, or maybe your favorite movie? Okay. Um, I love the matrix. <laughs> Okay, you love the Matrix. Yes. Perfect. So uh, we uh, give you a movie that's Matrix, Matrix, and you have to think of an app that the main character could use <laughs> <laughs> in some kind of uh, situation, or or I don't know, just let your mind wander and give give your idea <laughs> to us. Okay, okay. I'll give you a, um, a few moments to think on that one. Oh, Neo mm. could use a lot of apps, actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, kind of the whole premise is <laughs> he can download apps into his brain. So that's yeah. Oh, uh, let me see. Uh, there's a scene in The Matrix where he sees a um, he sees a cat, and then he sees the cat again, and it's like deja vu. Um, mm -hmm. I suppose he could uh, he could use a map, an app that would uh, allow by accessing his memory, obviously, allow him to uh, pixel by pixel check whether that was actually uh, the Ooh. same cat or a different cat. 
whether Ooh. it was deja, whether it was deja vu or just a, a different cat that looked very similar. Right. Doesn't yeah. the deja vu mean that there's a glitch in the matrix? So then, um, the, yeah. What are the, what are the bad guys called? <laughs> the agents. Yeah, they, they changed. They changed the matrix. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Great. Good. That could actually save some some of the lives that were lost in the first matrix. All right. There you go. <laughs> nice. Here nice. you go. Great. Uh, do you have a, a social media, or maybe does um, Escape New Haven have social media where people can follow you guys at and uh, see how if there's something going on with the games and the virtual experiences? Yeah. Um, so I'll just give you all the things. Our website, escapenewhaven.com. Our Facebook is at Escape New Haven, um, and our Instagram is also at Escape New Haven. Perfect. Okay, we'll include those in there so people can follow along. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun, and I'm excited to see. I'm sure you're going to make a lot more cool things in the futures. I hope so. Thanks for thanks for talking to me. We can be the testers. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I will need testers for sure. Uh, it was it was fun to talk to you guys. Thank you.